This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff, Central, Cliff Central's very unhappy hour with myself, friend Lindy Q, and uh, I'm the good things guy, and sitting next to me is the good news girl, Kerry. Kerry, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you very much. For uh, I'm going to apologize that I'm a little bit tongue-twisted. I have been up since four o'clock this morning. Busy guy, huh? Well, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit... Um, a little bit uh, exhausted, but luckily we've got coffee, which is going to make me feel better. Yes. And um, and good news. We've got good news and inspiration. It's Tuesday, yo. We get to hang out with you and bring you all of those good things. You're tuned into the good stuff. It's Cliff Central's very own happy hour. Uh, it's a weekly show that we have on Cliff Central where we bring you good news, inspiration, and none of the cuck that is going on in the rest of the world and the country. Cuck, mean non- cuck means nonsense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our translator for those that are tuning in from international headquarters. We have Kerry bringing us our translation. Um, no, man, it's, you know what? I actually had a talk this morning and, um, while I was talking, people were like nodding their heads that they agree. And, and the thing that I was saying is that we subscribe to absolutely everything we see. So if you you've, if your newsfeed, on your social media is full of negative stories, yep. then you're subscribing to the wrong thing. That's exactly it. And if you need a little dose of inspiration and good news, you can subscribe to us right here. Stop with the negative input and output. This is what we say. Plug into us. Anyway, so today <laughs> on the show, um, hopefully we have the Mr. South Africa guys coming in. Uh, John um, Owens, who who sort of, does his thing with them. Mm. He's just said that they're running a little bit late. So we hopefully going to have them in. Plus our producers are going to get hold of Rian and Vasti Mansa. Rian Mansa is that world. <laughs> what do you call him? Extremist. Is it an extremist? Yeah. I was going to say exhibitionist and I was like, that's the wrong word. No, that's definitely the wrong word. So he's, he's an extremist. He's an extremist, not yes. an ex- exhibitionist. <laughs> he's South Africa's very own bear grills. Um, and he doesn't have cameras following him to capture what he's doing either. He just him, does it because he loves it. He does it because he loves it. And he drags his wife in as well. So him she and his, loves it too. Okay. Him and his wife <laughs> are currently about two and a half thousand kilometers in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a little canoeing rowboat. Have they even got to Hawaii yet? No, 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 no. They've passed halfway. They've passed halfway. So they're they're kayaking from California to Hawaii. And then how long are they going to be in Hawaii? I hope for... Uh, Well, they're on their way to their honeymoon. So I'm hoping that they actually have a honeymoon. Me too. So hold on to that question because when we got them on the line, Um, we're going to call them via satellite (laughs) phone and we're going to ask them a couple of questions. If you've got any questions that you want to ask Rian Mansa and the crew, uh, you can get hold of us on 0861555189 or you can tweet us, Brent Lindekew, Kerry Stain, CliffCentral.com or get hold of us on WeChat. It's all over the place. It's that easy. Um, Yeah, we're going to phone them, satellite call them in the middle of, of the Pacific the ocean. ocean and it's like one o'clock in the morning there so it's pitch 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 black oh. all they have is the moon there's no lamppost next to them that even that makes my heart rate and it gives me butterflies yeah, it makes you, me scared we, we've got you with a little bit of anxiety next to me we've also got <laughs> Leon Besedenote who is training teachers in townships with the art of dancing who will be coming into studio creativity is key right definitely it's important yes these things are what uh, you can teach your kids academics and you can give them books to read and you can teach them all of those great things. you need to focus as well on the creative side. 
flip, man. It's so important. I, I agree completely. It's, um, I, I mean, I, we had a lot of creative stuff to do at school and I was lucky like that. So yes. if there's uh, someone out there who's doing good stuff like this, I'm excited to talk to them. Yeah. It's and, important. and that's the thing as well. Everyone's like, oh my word, I wish I could draw. You can draw. <laughs> you can dance. You can sing. Do your, do your kids do any sort of creative things? Kid. Kid. Does I your, only have one. Does your kid, you can't say kid, isn't, isn't kid, <laughs> my uh, child, uh, my daughter. Uh, what, what is the noun called for small things? See, my English is up. For small things. Like a baby goat is a kid. Oh, she's a child. She's a child. But I mean, it's a, it's got a word. That is the, what do you mean it's got a word? My offspring. Your offspring. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear that I have had too much coffee. Nothing wrong. Nothing but wrong. yes, she um she's very uh, she's well rounded because um her dad is also very um <laughs> what's the word? Uh creative. He's creative. He's in the entertainment industry. Yes, exactly. So He's been on the show before actually. Oh. He has been on the show. I interviewed him. I didn't even know that. Your what would you call him? Your baby daddy. Your baby daddy has been on the show. Can I, can I just, I mean, cause now people sure. are sitting going, who is this baby daddy? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Um, so Kerry's, Kerry's kids offspring's dad was Brandon Orette, who was Dup on Isidingo. And then he left Isidingo and he left Dup behind. And then he went on to do, uh, he Elysium. did Elysium. District he did Nine. District Nine. Chappie. He did a Chappie. I remember Chappie. Yeah. <laughs> and now he like does all sorts of things overseas. He's become this famous actor. Yeah. So my child is, is very well rounded. She can draw. She can sing. She can dance. And she's quite a smart Benz. We love her. What is her mm, name? Talia. Oh, Talia. Hello, Talia. Talbine. I hope you're listening. If not, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> and so is your mother in you. Get back she's to at school. school. <laughs> Get back to school. She's like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Crazy times, man. It's, um, it's the Olympics at the moment. Yes. And you know that sometimes, sometimes when we're looking for good news to talk about, and we're not going to get into the good news yet. So I just want to do a broad sort of discussion mm. on the Olympics. So sometimes when we're looking for good news, it is quite tough. We have to sort of search really hard. There's all that research that goes into everything with the Olympics currently carrying on and, and on right now. Yeah. It is the easiest way for us to celebrate South Africa. Definitely. Have you and seen it's so the, amazing. Have you seen the amazing on everywhere you go, absolutely every every news site, media site, mm. social media, it's just people that are celebrating South Africa. Definitely. And um those that didn't know about us know about us now. What, like, know about South Africa? Yes, and our athletes and everything that we're doing. They are, right? So, so this guy yesterday, he posted this thing on Facebook, which I found. And, um, his name's Barry Tuck. He's yes. a Durbanite. And he posted a status that's just so perfect. And, and we can definitely resonate with it. This is what he said. The bigger nations may be winning the lion's share of the medals, but it seems the South African Olympians are winning the hearts of the world. Chad's heroic swim as his parents are battling cancer. Luvo's fight back sure. from addiction to Olympic glory. Wade's tribute to his 74-year-old trainer, a great-grandmother no less. You <laughs> simply cannot script this. As a, as a nation, we have issues, but our people 
But but as a people, we have heart, courage, and fighting spirit. I can't wait to see what Casta does now to stick it to everyone who has made her road so rocky. And it's so true. The one person that he left out there, Colette Dawson, put in. Yes. There's also Lawrence Britton, who won a silver medal in the rowing after coming back from having cancer about three years ago. Yeah. Just epic, epic backstories of these incredible athletes. And, and as well, another thing, I've seen some people on social media slate when we get like a bronze yes. medal. I'm, Are you actually kidding me? A bronze? Are you joking? Just, I don't even care about the medal. Just being at the Olympics is enough. That is our athletes that are just out of this world. I know. So it's proudly really South African right now. It almost feels like this Olympics for whatever reason. It could have been, I mean, we'll get into that now, the elections. Yes. It could have been that the elections and whatever happened. But from a, from a, a perspective of the country, it almost feels like 2010 again. I know. Everybody's celebrating and we're staying up to and watch all the races. Things all happening at the same time. I mean, we've had the elections. We've got the Olympics. It's been, been women's month. It just feels the like. Sleep arts. It's all these amazing things just one after the other. Do you remember 2010 and how yes. incredible that vibe was? Philip is back. And everybody is happy. Philip is back. Yes. It's, it's, you know, if we had a Vuvuzela, I would blow one right now. Uh, okay. Cause that's what we were all doing over 2010. Is there one? No. <laughs> Don't those things have it on them? I don't even know how this thing works. This is Gareth. He's going to be very upset that I'm playing with it. But, um, but it is. It's very exciting. There's a, there's a very cool vibe in the air. And it's, uh, it's just us being proudly South African, man. It is. Just and I'm loving it. I'm loving it at the moment. Just cool things. Okay. So the elections, they are so were around the corner. How did your elections day go? Very, very well, actually. It, it was, it went so smoothly. Um, I think I was in the line for five minutes max. Went in, did my thing and then left. It was great. No one was complaining. Everyone was um, uh, in good spirits. It wasn't a negative day. No, like, and for, for us as well, it was really that, that whole, it's almost like camaraderie. Yes. Everybody was excited to vote. We were all there. We were on it. We were like ready to do our thing. And it was fun in the queue. Uh, there, there was a guy uh, who brought us coffee. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. What was time it? did you vote? Eight in the morning. Eight in the morning, and there was a guy. His his wife was standing in front of us. Yeah, and and he said, "Guys, I'm gonna go get a bit of mug and bean. Do you want?" And really? off, off he went in his car, and he bought us all coffee, and he came back with coffee. It was super super rad. It was festive, man. Oh, so you you were in the queue for a while? Not long. It was like half an hour. Oh. It wasn't bad. Okay. But the, the point is, is that it was just such a jovial day and it was something that was celebrated. And then afterwards came the real crash boom bang when, uh, when the DA started winning and EFF got a place sure. in the polls and all of a sudden, uh, our democratic face was shown as the real South Africa said, you know what? We need a good, we need good governance, and and it's sort of that's where we're all going. it's about. It is, Man, it's exciting, it. and that's all it's about. And th- that people are saying that um, change is happening. Change really is happening. Well, we can see it, right? Yes, we can see it, and it's and for it, change to happen, we need to be change makers. And we are. Okay, mm. this is what it's all about, yo. And it's, I mean, it's increasing on a daily basis. Like, in, it's people are doing good things every day. People are getting involved. Um, they're seeing the po- the importance of of themselves actually because um, that's the problem. A lot of people think that they don't, they they can't make a difference because who are they? Are they they're a drop in the ocean? 
but you really can make a difference. Exactly. And, um, and the thing is, is that you work day to day on these differences. Yeah. You're constantly doing stuff for charity where you're seeing, uh, sort of what's going on in, in that underbelly of South Africa. I, I say it. I did it this morning when I was in the talk. Mm. 21% of South Africans don't eat every day. Reality. Reality. Mm. You know, and, and that reality. That is a lot. That is a lot. But it's not. So here's the other thing. The other side of that coin. It's not just South Africa. Mm. It happens around the world. Yes. Um, I, I've been lucky enough to travel, of which I'm going to be doing pretty soon again. Whee! And um, I've been to India and, and the homeless and the destitute in India. Um, if someone's begging on the side of the road, there's beggars with no clothes on. Really? They are so poor. That they do not have any clothing. They don't. I mean, they literally. When I was about twenty-four, yes, someone said to me, "Do you know what you want to do with your time and your life?" And I said, "Well, I do. I have a fairly good idea." And um, they said that uh, I should go to India to find myself. Eat, pray, love. Yeah, I must go to India. I'm thinking to myself, really, India? Are you joking? There are so many different areas in India. I mean, you've got obviously it's it's like South Africa. You've got the impoverished areas. You've got the wealthy areas, um, but it's not a it's not a wealthy country. So so it's affordable. It's affordable to go there, and that's what they that's what they were saying. You go there to find yourself. You do, you do, and mm. it's um, you know. I, I don't think I found myself because I was working, mm. but I, travel, travel makes but you, you still see, aware. it makes you see, yes. it makes you really just relook at absolutely everything. And, um, it does, it's a new, it's a new fresh. It opens your eyes to different circumstances and, um, areas and people and cultures, um, and I think that's that's the whole thing behind behind traveling and working somewhere else in a different country is uh, just being aware of other people's surroundings and how they do things. Exactly. That's exactly mm. what it's all about. It's, um, you know, we're going to we're going to phone Rian and uh, Vasti on their satellite phone in a bit. We just need to get hold of Duncan, our producer, so that he can give that call. Uh, he is on the email trail. So we're going to wait for him to just give the call to Rian. They're waiting with their satellite phones on. I'm pretty excited. I'm excited as well. I can't. Be, I'm like I've got this like angst again. Well, you you remember last time we spoke to them, and it was quite hectic. Uh, Rian is one of our friends, and um, I've been lucky enough to be at his wedding and to get his know his new wife, and to speak to him in the middle of the ocean when it's, you know, it's tough. Do you think it's cold? I would suppose so. Because you're, you're surrounded by water. You know, you know when you swim for too long? Mm, and you get all wrinkled. You get all wrinkled. And it doesn't matter how warm the water is. You could be in the bath for too long. It eventually read, gets too much. I read an article the other day of a South African man that um, fell off. I think they were on a, a yacht. And he got thrown off. And he was in the ocean for 28 hours. No, man. A South African man. He lived and he survived being in the ocean with nothing, hey? Do you, do you, for 28 hours. I don't know if you recall a movie that came out uh, a couple of years ago, very much like, almost like the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. But it was about this couple that go on their honeymoon and, um, they go scuba diving on like the boat or whatever. And then the boat leaves them in the water. 
What? Do you remember that? No. The boat, so they, they get the head count wrong and it's all just a bit of a mess and the boat leaves them in the water and then they, um, they, I mean, it's a full story. It's, it's quite crazy. They, they, there's sharks that are there. Well, and this is the same thing. I mean, with the South African man, he's written a book called Alone. And, um, when I was reading the snippet of the story, basically what happened in the last eight hours of him being in, he got attacked by seagulls. What? Yeah. And when he got out, he was all wrinkled. Like wrinkly because of he the, was, the water? Yes, because he'd been in the water for so long. And he kept getting like, it was so weird because every hour something happened to him. So he would get like bumped by sharks or he'd get stung by, stung by blue bottles. It was it, like, it's crazy. And wow. these guys, and then that made me think of, of, of these two in the middle of the ocean. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my word, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'd have the strength to survive. No, it's absolutely crazy. All right, so they're trying to get hold of uh, Rian and Vasti, which we're going to wait for um, them to get hold of. In the interim, I think let's get into our top five. So every single week, Kerry scours the internet. She searches, man. <laughs> this girl is dedicated to bringing you good news. Um, and it's, it's not a hard job, I don't think. Oh, because there's so many. Well. It's, so, it's difficult to choose. <laughs> that's that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's... um. It's not difficult to choose. There's so many. So she gets to hunt every week for mm. good, 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 good news. And um, this week is no different. We're going to start at number five if we can. Well, um, when I saw this one, I was like, oh, my word. You know what? South Africa, I mean, we have um, we have so many innovation hubs. And this one caught my eye because I'm like, this is a brilliant idea. Anyway, world-class innovation in the heart of South Africa. Wine popsicles launched just in time for summer. So this is actually one of my friends. I saw that. Tash, Tash went over. Um, she went to the UK and she saw these wine popsicle things. She brought them to South Africa. She She literally sat in her kitchen and figured out how to make them. Really? That, that was her whole thing. Do you she's, see? She's not even, a, she's not like a professional chef. She just tried to figure out how to make them. And then, uh, she went on and, um, sold them to different wine farms or sort of sold the idea. Yes. And the one wine farm that picked it up, Pierre Jordan, they were like, yes, we want this. Yes. It'll <laughs> because be it does say here, fine wine in the freezer don't often go hand in hand, but I know a lot of people freeze in in ice cube trays, they freeze their wine so that their wine is not watered down. You well, know, all these all these winies, they have uh, they have all these tricks. They have the tricks of the trade, you know. Well, this now is like an ice cream for adults. I know. Pretty much, that's what you call it—an ice I'm cream. Gonna go for watch my child play soccer, and I'm taking my popsicles. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they launched on the first of September. I'm so proud of her. I'm honored to know her. I Such think this a is great, thing. and it's it's awesome for something like this. <gasps> Tranquil, really. Yes, that's the <gasps> wine. That's the wine, and it's the real wine. That is amazing. So those those are going to be in store from the first well of September. Well done, and this came out of South Africa. Well done, Good Tashi. Job. We're proud of you. You're putting Yay. South Africa on the map for amazing things, plus you're making summer effing cool, so we're mm-hmm. excited. Well done. Uh, we're going to post that story up online so you can read up a little bit more about it. What do we have at number four? The day a Facebook post mobilized Coca-Cola to clean a beach and win our hearts. On the 25th of uh, July... Durban, South Africa, experienced severe flash floods. Lives were lost. Homes and businesses were flooded. Roads washed away. And our rivers deposited huge amounts of plastic waste into the um, Indian Ocean. So if you have a look at the pictures, and I read, um, I mean, I saw I saw the post when it went live. Um, if you have a look at the beaches, it's just Coca-Cola. 
the brand is all over the, be- the beach. So it's Sprite, it's Coke, it's all their diet drinks. And th- I mean, they just, they put out this post to Coca-Cola and they were like, you know what? Can you help us? Because like, this is your product. Your product is everywhere. And yes, it does say on the bottle that people should recycle and they should uh, um, dispose of them wisely recycling and all of that and they were so accommodating they were like yes we'd love to get involved and they did right and they did Coca-Cola and, so jumps on board. and can i tell you something that is huge if you look at the the problem so it's got a whole bunch of coca-cola bottles yes, all over the beach all over the problem is not the company no it's the people yes if you're drinking or consuming any and, and this is what i learned at that earth day thing that i went to mm. we are responsible for our own waste but that's what uh, that's what i just said on the bottle it says Please be wise and recycle. Yeah. It shows you. It tells you. Yeah. And, and like it's it, it's them making a difference. But then again, it's like a full circle. So they've gone and they've they've assisted in the cleanup. And they didn't have to do that. They really didn't. And I think that's, I mean, from a, from a massive company like that, I think it's amazing. And they've also, I mean, from what I've heard, they're turning it into something that's a little bit more sustainable. Yes. So they're going to be doing these beach cl- cleanups often. Yeah. And again, they do not have to. There's no reason goes, for you them know what? to. It goes back to education. So I'm sure with that, they will come up with programs on recycling because I think that's important when it comes to um, them being such a, such a large manufacturer and, um, um, company. No, People, it's cool. I mean, they're they're ahead of they're they're ahead, ahead of their market. So it's cool. So Coca Cola, if uh, if you're ever doing a cleanup and Kerry and I are in town in Durban, yes. we would be keen to jump in and and help you do whatever you need to do it's very exciting very cool yeah. uh, we're going to post that up online so you can see the beach before and after and see all the volunteers get involved. What do we have at number three? This is uh, what you just spoke about as well. Cancer survivor, Lawrence Britton, an inspiration and a hero to all South Africans. So it's no surprise that in our in our top five, there are incredible <laughs> stories uh, that are all relating to the Olympics. But this guy is a bit of a gem. What, what, what do we know about he him? He bagged a silver medal with his partner, Sean Keeling, and defied all odds um, with an incredible comeback. So um, he was diagnosed with Hodge, uh, Hodgkin's, Hodge, Hodgkin's disease. Um, a form of lymph node cancer in October 2014. And he didn't know. He didn't know for two years. Wow. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he said as an athlete, you're always tired. And um, this is basically what he's done. He's made a comeback. And um, this is, he's, he's like, he's a hero. He's a cancer survivor. And now a silver, like silver medalist in rowing. Are you joking? Just incredible. And it's it's these things about the Olympians, right? They they have these stories that are just unbelievable and so inspiring. And this guy, Mister Britain, is no different. Exactly. It's um, man, I've, 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 I'm almost speechless because it's just he's done a phenomenal thing to come from a place where he was so so sick. One of the things that, and d- it's hectic. If you've seen someone go through that, especially that type of cancer, you are exhausted all the time. And this guy just rode in one silver. Really? Yeah, just absolutely crazy. Um, it's just cool. And then you've hear. got people that sit around and complain. Well, <laughs> not so much. Not yeah. so much. Uh, we're going to post that up online so you can get the full details. What do we have at number two? 16-year-old South African invents incredible material to fight drought. Johannesburg school uh, school girl Kiara um I don't know how to say her surname 
Norgen. Do you say it like that? Morgan. 16 won the Google Science Fairs Community Impact Award for Middle East and Africa with her submission, No More Thirsty Crops. Yeah, wild. So, I mean, she's so young and she looked she's at a problem. 16. She's 16. She looked at a problem. She was like, there's a drought. It's not going away. It's just getting worse. Um, and, and we need to save water any way that we can. Yes. And what did she do? She came up with a completely new thing. It's this, this substance yeah. by using orange peel and avocado skin, which is helping with waste it's upcycling yes. basically yeah and she combined those two with a couple of other things mm. and it's almost made a skin yes to keep the water in it's so, an absorbent polymer so that they, they can keep water for longer yes. in certain places and and just literally save their crops and really get the farming right how amazing is that man it's cool because i mean she took the idea because if you have a look at the skins it's like it's almost like our skin so it absorbs it doesn't come out. It doesn't sweat. It's flipping it. Like, that is just, wow. You just sit around eating a nachi and you're like, wow, I wonder how this can save the world. Anyway. We, we say time and time and time again. It's the kids of, the kids of, of right now, the millennials yeah. that are really making a difference in, in the stuff that, that needs to. They are the change makers. They really are. And it's about giving them the opportunity to do that. Man, it's cool. Man, it's cool. What do we have at number one? Wow, what do we have at number one? Wade van Niekerk wins gold, sets new world record. Boom, boom. Did you watch that? It was amazing, 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 and amazing. Effortless. Yeah, he is just so talented, absolutely mm. talented, and um, he is South African. Like, he is South African. That is South African. And do you remember a couple of months ago, we did a story on, we did a story on him. He was our number one a couple I need, of I months ago. I need to tell you this because it's quite funny. Okay. So, um, for those of you that listen to the show, you'll know that I have a website called goodthingsguy.com where I post all of the good news and um, all of the good things that are happening in South Africa and the world. And when we started with the website, we used to post one story a day, which is basically how it all came about. Yeah. And, um, and now we're posting up to 20 because there's yeah. just so much flipping good so news in, in South Africa and the world that we can talk about. And, um, and Wade went on and won the gold and we did a post about him. Yes. And that post started trending on the website. So mm. in the back end, in the back end of the website, mm. I can go into it yes. and actually see who's on the site and what they're reading, which mm. is amazing. Analytics. On a normal day, we have like maximum on a normal day. I would say during the day, we get about an average of 15,000 readers per mm. day. Mm. But if I go into the back end, there's about 150 people reading per second, yeah. if you look at it. Yesterday, we were up to 850 people a second. What? That it shot up. <gasps> And the main, so even after we'd, we'd posted the story about Wade winning and we'd posted the story about Usain Bolt and his, his look in the camera, <laughs> all of a sudden the story that has been trending now for almost 24 hours, it, I could only see the heading on my phone and it said, South African sportsman donates half a million. Yes. And I was like, that's weird. Why is that trending? That's it. And then I realized it's him. It is him. He, the last time he won, he got paid a hefty paycheck. Yes. And he took half the paycheck, which was half Five, a million rand. 500,000 rand. And he gave it to the neonatal ward in Cape Town. Yes. Because he was a prim baby. And he nearly died. He nearly died. And he wanted to give back. And I can promise you, for free and for nothing, he's probably going to do it again. Yep. He's just a good guy. 
Amazing him. So proud he's South African. It gives me shivers. And we are proud to have him as a South African. And well done. And well done to him. <laughs> it's, uh. Gives you goosebumps, eh? It gives you goosebumps. Proper, proper. Well done on doing well. Isn't that what we say? Yes. Well done. <laughs> so those are the top five good news stories for this week. We are going to post them up online so that you can get a uh, hold of all the stories and see them and, some of them are covered with videos so that you can catch up on all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. How to start your great with Kellogg's and the Kelman 20. Don't procrastinate. Do what you want to do and do it now. Be as good as you can, but they can't actually ignore you. Run your own race and stop comparing yourself to other people. On your own pace, your own race, your own lane. Love yourself enough to work on yourself and be honest with yourself. The main thing is action every single day. Small attainable goals that will get you in the right direction. Hashtag start your great. I am a South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. So every week we get to tattoo really inspirational people that are doing incredible things for South Africa and the world. This week is no different. Um, you know what? There are just so many phenomenal South Africans doing really, really amazing things. Uh, Dirk, welcome to The Good Stuff. Thank you very much. It's great to have you on here. Um, I know you guys were meant to be in studio, but apparently the traffic is absolutely horrendous today. It is indeed, and I'm really sorry about that. No, it's always great. We can get you over the phone. That's why we love technology. This is on radio. We can do whatever we want. All right, so well, welcome to The Good Stuff, Dirk. Um, I did give a bit of an introduction saying that you guys are, are a team that are training teachers and townships in the art of dancing. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do? Yes, so I run the international ballet competition in South Africa that happens every two years in Cape Town. And uh, I've been doing that since 2008. And um, I've been wanting to find more and more South African dancers to enter. I get dancers from around the world. I get some great South African entries. But I want to have more black dancers from South Africa as well. And mm. most of the companies run very good um, development programs. There are incredible programs in Cape Town like Dance for All, Jikaleza, the, the Durban Ballet Program here in Johannesburg. But all of them are, are very much focused in, in a single area. And the reality is not very many kids that make it as ballet dancers come from some geographical area. So I've been thinking a lot as to what can be done to find more dancers and and, and gain greater access to more dancers. Mm. Well, that that's and the I thing, right? That I mean, I think it's it's Charlize Theron who coined the phrase that if um if if someone is able to to cure cancer and they don't have the abilities and the resources to get the education and the schooling it's never going to happen and it's the same sort of thing with the creative side it's it's so important to instill um these these areas that kids can uh, get into their creative side and hopefully just become amazing things 
and just become amazing people to start off with. And I think mm-hmm. this is a, the big thing that, that the arts are trying to achieve is to, is to have a, a holistic approach to just being a happier and a healthier human being, physically and mentally and spiritually. And so the program I, I started is with the uh, National Ballet School of Cuba, and we started identifying teachers in Soweto, in Ennerdale, in wow. Boxburg. And so we started training them weekly with a Cuban teacher training them. And then um, they go and teach their students. And then the Cuban teacher goes and does a quality control program with them to see that what she has taught them is indeed being taught to the kids. So it's a, it's a system whereby we're training teachers and kids much quicker and much faster, um, kind of an in-service training, which is a great way of ensuring a, a great standard of training. And uh, we started uh, in about April of this year, and we now have about 25 to 30 teachers being trained, and over 200 kids are being trained by the program already. That is incredible. So we're very, very pleased with the development of the program. I can only imagine that there, there must be so many great stories that come out of all these kids that are that are getting something that maybe they didn't have the opportunity to have before. That's exactly it. And then how well, do they hear about it? Um, that's, that's the most amazing thing is that half of the teachers that we are working with are teachers that are dancers that would have loved to have had the training that they are now being exposed to as youngsters. Mm. Um, and so the, within the community, this one talks to that one, that one talks to this one, and so that's how it's growing. Um, and many of the, the teachers that we are working have had their own uh, spheres of influence already, and so they've already been in connection with, or connecting them. But there's always more and more kids wanting more and more parents, wanting their kids to do it. So there's, there's two ways of looking at it. There's first little kids wanting to do ballet that can contact me, and we can place them with one of the teachers being, that, that, that is being trained, or there might be young students or young professionals or young people that have been interested in the art of dance um, and don't have work and would be very interested in, in, in training as a teacher because in the end, it's about sustainability. I want the teachers to be trained. But while they are being trained, I want them to, to start earning an income so they can start charging some kind of a fee uh, from their kids. Um, and you know, oftentimes I get criticized because it's not the ideal way of doing it. The ideal way would have been like in Russia or in France where they've had a system in place for 300 years. Um, but if we don't start anywhere, it's never going to happen. Exactly. You need to do, you need to do those small steps Absolutely. to, to start growing to. to something and, yeah. and creating this community where, where there are dancers and, you know, Absolutely. where people can express themselves. Um, and already we are finding that some of the kids we are training, some of them don't want to be dancers. They want to be teachers already. Um, so wow. that is, is a great thing for me to see, is to know that even the next generation we are taking care of by, 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 by running yes. this program. Um, and so it, it's incredible to see, and, and you know, there have been ministers of arts and culture in the past that have said ballet is not for black people. And I've always said, well, tell that to Kitty Petla or to Andile Ndlovo or to Boise Dikorbe mm. or, or a whole range of beautiful black ballet dancers. Yes. And I don't say that it should only be ballet. And I, I say that ballet is one of the plethora of, of dance forms that, that exist. We, we believe that ballet forms the, the foundation for many of the dance things that exist, whether it's and we've classical also got, ballet, contemporary, exactly. Spanish, ballroom dancing. But it, it's a great way to start. And you can always go from ballet to anything else, but you can't easily go from anything else to ballet because the, the technique that you lay the foundation from the age of 8 to 14 is essential to create wonderfully talented kids. And if you think of, of work, 
Um, people often say to me, but will my child find work? And I say, if your child is a doctor, you send your child to the university or interested uh, in becoming a doctor. You send mm-hmm. them to university and you ensure that you give them the best possible training. If they get the best possible training, they will find work. And I believe the same with dancing. If you create uh, dancers that are incredibly well trained, then you will find that they will be able to be entrepreneurial if they can't find work in established companies. But there's many jobs available in and outside of South Africa in the world of classical balance. Exactly. You're just you're creating that sustainability and you're giving them the opportunity to have actually something to look forward to. And mm, should absolutely. there be positions, um, they can travel. They they world renowned. Well, I've just come back. I've just come back from competitions in, in Sochi in Russia, yes. in Shanghai, in China, in Varna, in Bulgaria. I was in America and I was in Cuba in the last six months. But everywhere, people are saying we want more African dancers. But that's so the that thing is as well. I saw that um, they are now incorporating, it's almost like they're mixing ballet with other dance styles. So you've got almost like an African ballet sort of, um, and, uh, because. something that's truly South African. Yes. And, and I think that's, that's really, really amazing because they, I mean, they're still getting that classical train, training with the ballet, but then they're incorporating almost an African, an African dance feel into it as well, which gives it a little bit more, I mean, it's more upbeat. Um, yeah. Then the ballet, yeah. the ba- ballet style alone, Absolutely. and no, um, sure. it's I'm just, I mean, it's with... so beautiful. Hmm. I'm working it's... on a program which combines pantsula and classical ballet. Yes, um, <laughs> and that's been exciting to see how these classically trained dancers are um, are beautiful in in pantsula and, it's and like graceful, it. and, graceful pantsula. And, <laughs> Absolutely, but that is exactly what we need to to achieve. Yes. Um, with all of these things, is that we we need to to get it right so that we can indeed create something that we are proud of from South Africans. Definitely. If people want to get involved, if they want to hear about the amazing work that you're doing, or even just join in in the program or become a teacher, uh, all of those good things, where do they get hold of you? The best is to email me. Um, and my email address is a long one. It's my surname and my name, Badenhorstdirk, dot B-B at gmail.com. Fantastic. We're going to post that all up online so that people can get hold of you. Thank you very much for being on The Good Stuff. We look I'm forward to catching you. up with you in a couple of weeks and finding out uh, how the program's going and, and sort of what's happening. Thank you very much. I appreciate it all. Take thank care. you, thank you, thank you. Um, Kerry, it's so cool to hear <laughs> stories like that. I know. So I don't know if you remember, it must have been... In July sometime, yeah. there was a story that was all over CNN about mm. a 16-year-old male dancer yes. who f- was from South Africa, yeah. and he was just breaking all of the stereotypes around yes. what ballet was all about. Mm-hmm. His name's Leroy Mukatle. I think he was on top billing as well. He, well, he was all over the place. Yeah, Everybody was, was catching up on what this yes, guy was doing, yes, yes. and it was just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff, like yeah. really, really, really exciting stuff. Um, he's doing great things in internationally, mm. and he's a black kid from South Africa. Yeah. And a lot of them come from underprivileged backgrounds. It, I mean, isn't that the South African basis of a good story? Yes, exactly. And they, I mean they 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 learn they learn to dance in their um like in their township halls on the dirty streets. And it's really really beautiful to see how they flourish when they are given an opportunity and sponsorship to go and dance and do beautiful things because I like I can sit and watch someone dancing ballet. I can I can watch ballet for for ages. But like I said to him as well now, 
they're now incorporating it with um with South African exactly. elements. Exactly. You should have you seen it? Never ever it ever. It is amazing. Okay, so if you can organize one of the shows, then I'll oh, come with so you and beautiful. we'll go. So beautiful. It is so beautiful, really. They've taken African and they've mixed it with ballet, and that's what they're doing here. So not just African, but they're mixing other genres and styles with ballet. And imagine like the kids that learn these things, they're exactly. able then to take that. Yes. And as he said, they they get to work overseas, yeah. but they're able to then teach international schools because they want it. And also they get to teach them a little bit of a South African vibe. But that's why the international, I mean the international ballet schools, dance schools, they want it. They are they they are almost craving something different. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Flipping it's cool. amazing. Um, alright, so we're trying to get hold of Rian and Vasti. They're still on the ocean. Their satellite phone doesn't seem to be connecting. Um, but we are going to try again because we want to speak to them. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. So, Times. I'm really enjoying this. It's an Australian guy. I don't even know his name, nor do I care, but I'm listening to the music, which is great. Um, every, <laughs> okay. uh, every week we get to talk to really cool people, and um, this week is no different. The guys were supposed to come in studio, uh, but they're unfortunately stuck in traffic and all I sorts know. of naughty. What on earth is going on out there? That's Joburg for you. But never fear, we do have uh, Mr. former Mr. South Africa John Owens on the line. John, how are you doing? How's it going? Uh, all good on this side. Laka, good it's, good, it's good to have you on the good stuff. Thank you for letting us call you to catch up on uh, on the 30 days of racks that you were doing. The guys were in studio with us two weeks ago, and they were telling us about the amazing stuff that uh, the Mr. South Africa finalists were doing. Uh, can you give us an update? How's it going with the 30 days of rack? Well, the 30 days is actually finished. Um, but they were, um, I think you had about two or three guys in studio with you, three. but they were about yeah. 30 finalists. Um, doing a, a random act of kindness um, every day for 30 days. So um, you do the math. Um, there were sure. obviously finalists from Cape Town, from Durban, from the Eastern Cape, Gauteng, um, even as, as far as, as Bloemfontein. I mean, I didn't even know that uh, the Mr. South Africa brand stretches that far. So <laughs> put yourself in the shoes of 30 guys for 30 days every day doing a random act of kindness. Just and, um, kind- kindness personal. Yeah, kindness personified. It was just people Huge. really doing good stuff. What sorts of stuff did you get up to? Or did they get well, up to? Well, to give an idea, um, every day um, they were given a message. So obviously, I'm trying to follow it from, from an outsider's point of view. I don't really have influence in the brand. But I'm obviously very passionate still about the Mr. South Africa brand. Yeah. So I was following it. But um, just to give an idea, like they were, they were given a, a topic or a, a, a slogan, and then they would have to, have to do something in accordance with that. Like the 50th day was they were given a, a topic Giving people hope is the most powerful tool you can give. Mm. Um, even I'd be on day 29, a man of honor never gives up on a dream. So they were given things like that for 50 days. And these guys were literally going out in the mornings at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, feeding people. They were wow. literally going out there doing stuff for someone. Um, and, um, you know, but, but you could clearly see that a lot of them, um, they're doing it very sincerely. Um, it, it, even though it There's is still a lot a challenge, of passion, I mean, you can see it. I've been you, following you know, it as well. You, you, yeah, you know, because I mean, remember, these guys are also taking part in the Mr. South Africa competition. So obviously, um, they are doing it as part of the competition. But if you, if you befriend a lot of them and you can actually see a lot of them actually went out of their way, um, they, 
it actually became a passion for them. It was it was really the good stuff. They were really really doing it, um, and it's amazing to see them do that and uh, and and getting involved with good things in South Africa. Um, I'm excited to follow all of their their social media, and I have been. I'm going to post that all up online. I need to ask something because I follow your social media. <laughs> what the hell were you doing in heels over the weekend? <laughs> Oh, I saw um, that your red ones. You look like um, what's her name from the little yellow brick road. <laughs> what, what what was uh, that all about? I was, waiting, uh, okay, uh, I, I was trying to click my heels together and disappear somewhere, but uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> um, this was all um, against women abuse and um, child abuse and violent crimes and all of that. So sure. it was the the first um, Walker Mile issues that they actually put up. So. They, they dared me to go and walk a mile in the shoe. So we actually didn't walk about a mile in those high heels. But my wife is very concerned because she says I look very comfortable in them. Well, I, so you I, really did. You I, really did look very comfortable I, in those high heels. They actually look like they, they belong in your cupboard. I don't know if you look comfortable, but I've got, so your, your legs looked fantastic because, but it's obviously because you work out and, and you're part of that. Um, what size is your shoe? Yeah, I was wondering. It, 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 it was a size ten, but you'll never say that. How uh, do you how do you get a size ten high heel? I've never seen that well, in my life. They ordered it, and they actually had up to a size twelve, believe it or not. And there were actually guys walking in size twelve, and then they had three uh, three heights. You had a small, a medium, and a and a very high, a very daring. Wow, and my wife actually ordered it. So um, guess what size and what height she ordered for me. Very, like, very it, daring. It wasn't that bad. Not that bad. All right. Well, I'd like you to well next year when you guys do the walk. I would love to be a part of it. So you just need to let the good, like a good things guy team know. And, um, we'll be honest. I don't mind getting in a pair of heels. I've never been in a pair of heels, but if it's for a good cause and if it's to raise Definitely. awareness about something, I will be there by your side. Yeah. So Francois, um, walked with us, but, um, uh, you guys all know Francois Lowe? Yes. Yeah, so, so Francois walked with us, but I have to say, and I actually thought, and I think to Francois, but I thought Francois would nail it. I mean, I thought he was going to walk the walk, but he took his shoes off like three or four times, <laughs> but um, he, still he still finished uh, He still finished with us. Did you like my socks, though? Your socks looked amazing. Very I'm gonna, stylish. I'm gonna, very I'm gonna, stylish. I'm going to retweet those tweets so that people can know what we're talking Fashionista about. Fashionista yeah, to so the max. You'll, you'll see the, the, the yellow and the black one um, was actually when I had my bachelor's in the beginning of the year. Um, my friend dressed me up as a clown and, and I had to wear those socks. And uh, I wanted to throw them away and something just said to me, put them in your cupboard. <laughs> There will be a day that you another opportunity, wear them. and you got to wear and them with heels. And there it came up. If if uh, any of our listeners want to follow your antics, John, where where do they go? How do they get hold of you? I the easiest, um, you know, I created all my all my social media when I was still Mister South Africa. So the easiest would be at Mister SA John Owens, and I haven't changed this simply because obviously everybody knows all my all my yes. social media names and all of that. So the easiest would be on. The, I've got a page, Mister SA John Owens. My Twitter, my Instagram, everything is exactly the same. So I would love some some new followers. It's that easy. Go and follow John Owens, Mr. South Africa. He's absolutely incredible. Uh, When we get time, we'll get you back in studio. Thanks for joining us on The Good Stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much for the call. Cheers, bud. Take it easy. It's so cool, Kay. And all these people that are doing good things and they just give up their time. Um, Speaking of which, they are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's going to segue into this. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I, I'm 
talking about people giving of their time and not charging and people that come from the industry, entertainment, um, and, and, and. There is, um, there's Af- actually a music festival called Africa Awake. Africa Awake. It, I think it happens in at, September. At the Victory Theater on the 6th of September. And, okay, so it's a group of passionate, like-minded people that have come together to raise funds for some well-deserving NPOs with a lineup of yes. comedy, dance, and music that will dazzle young and old alike. Why this excites me is because Helen Dubois, who used to have a show mm, here, yeah. she was with The Buzz with Jen Sue and Jason, yes, yes. she's going to be releasing her new single at this event. Wow. So that's pretty cool. That's incredible. And she's still she's and a good a- friend and... And it's a charity. I mean, it's a charity event. We're going to go. Um, the 6th of September is a yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll do our show in the morning and then in the evening we'll go through to, to watch Looks the show. Looks amazing. Who else is on the show? Um, there's Deep Fried Man. He's funny, right? He's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Laurie Levine. Singer? Uh, uh, yes. Um, Alison Smith. Who Singer? Is, no, she's actually a dancer. She's a performer. Okay, so there's a ballet. Da- there's a ballet. Yeah. Ba- we were talking, just talking about ballet. Yes, exactly. Very cool. And so, you know what? I think it's and. Um, Soweto Junction, which looks like a, um, a team of performers. So it looks like, it looks like they've taken, um, different performers from different spheres and just put them together and created a show, a which I think show. is incredible. Okay. So it's on the 6th of September at the Victory Theater, theater, not theater. <laughs> Theater. Yes. Um, and the Victory Theater have kindly donated 50% of the theater cost and performers donated mm-hmm. their craft at no cost. Yes. So it's going to all go to these different NPOs. There's a couple of different NPOs that it's going to, mm. but it's really, really exciting because you get a show. We all love a show. Yes. You get some drinkies and some snacks. Mm-hmm. It's only 200 rand a person mm-hmm. and then it all goes back to good as well. And that's amazing. How and exciting. Well done to you guys. I can't wait. I'm actually looking forward to it. Guys, I'm really sorry that we couldn't get hold of Rian and Vasti. Um, we are going to try call them next week mm. or the following week, every week, because we want to see where they are and what they're doing. <laughs> Obviously, because they're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean it's and there's difficult. not there's not much signal there. Uh, no, so I wouldn't th- imagine so. No, so a bit of a problem. But um, we will try and get in touch with them, even if we have to do a pre-record and plug it in somehow, just so that we can talk to the guys and, and bring you a little bit of feedback about how their trip's going. I cannot believe an hour has just flown by. It makes me very sad. And you keep reminding me Sorry. every week. Guess what? Our hour's up. Rena, Gareth, <laughs> if you're listening, can we have an extra hour, please? Can we have more hours? It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> You've joined us uh, for the good stuff on Cliff Central, your very own happy hour that we bring you every single week. It's what we do. So um, every week I get to leave you with a cool quote. I'm going to find it because I wrote it down. It's here somewhere. Um how you choose to show up magnetizes mm. what shows up for you. It's a simple reminder to embrace every opportunity with arms wide open and an eagerness to achieve the best. We're wishing you only good things for the week ahead. Um, it's cool stuff, man. I am off to Scotland tomorrow. Wow. So um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all the rest. I'm going to be traveling a little Very bit. Very busy buddy, hey? I'm excited. I'm going to do good stuff overseas, which we're all good for. I hope you all have a terrific Tuesday. Care. Yes. Take it easy, yo. You too. This is cliffcentral.com.